Perhaps let's first start with... um uh, our reporter Candice Nolan earlier on speaking to an economist who was saying, you know, look, first of all, it's 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 only natural that people change auditing firms. That rotation is actually supposed to be the standard, but there's a great deal of focus on KPMG. The question is, why not so much scrutiny of uh, McKinsey? Um, well, one thing is McKinsey is not an auditing firm. It's a management consultancy firm. So uh, when people criticize KPMG, it's because it's very close to home because they can identify with uh, a number of other auditing firms that are used on a continuous basis by the corporate sector. Um, the likes of McKinsey need not be used uh, by, you know, by every single company. Um, there are other management consultants, <coughs> consulting companies, but they are not all... Uh, being used all the time at all, whereas with auditors, there is a continuous uh, process of auditing of companies. Mm. So does it effectively all come down to our understanding or lack of understanding of the various roles played by these entities? I mentioned earlier on uh, that the Auditor General is asking that Sizwen uh, Zalwa Koboto change its clean audit opinion on Denel. And the question then becomes, is it a, a matter of oversight, not enough thereof, or, or uh, not stringent enough, or is it Again, I go back to the issue of lack of understanding what these entities do. There is a lack of understanding of what these entities do. But on top of that, I think uh, uh, the man in the street is getting fed up with the way in which uh, so much money is going towards auditing uh, firms and legal firms at the expense of uh, employment in other areas of society. And uh, when they see what appears to be an element of greed creeping in, uh, it uh, does raise a lot of social uh, antipathy towards that, as, uh, that profession. Mm. And the, the, the mandate of the Auditor-General itself? Uh, well, the mandate of the Auditor-General, I suppose, is to audit every, or everyone else, including the auditing firms. And uh, I, I, I do believe that he has the ability to uh, of oversight over the auditing profession, most definitely. Mm. I mean, I know that uh, I think this was even a discussion about two or three years ago in Parliament when members expressed concerns around the Public Audit Act and suggested that there needed to be several amendments. The concerns were on placing too much focus on clean audits as an outcome uh, and others were issues of staffing. So was the, was the ball dropped at some point? Why is there this deluge of let's focus on auditing firms? Uh, have they been scamming us uh, all of this time? Uh, what what has no. happened here? No, what has happened is the rise of perceptions of state capture have raised questions that were never being asked before as to whether or not auditing firms were indeed clamping down on corrupt practices. And where what we now see is that one of the big four was, uh, on the contrary, actually conniving with uh, uh, efforts to over, you know, to grab uh, assets of public assets from the man in the street, in a sense. And uh, that is why there is such antipathy. It, um, you didn't have this furore around state capture before the Gupta 
into the scene and were seen to be uh, very closely aligned to the president in trying to grab as much uh, money that sits in Treasury and other areas. Mm. So I, I suppose the question that should be asked is whether or not there is an unhealthy uh, obsession uh, with this to a point where even things that were either wrong or uh, are not wrong are you know, judgment is being clouded here. How should we uh, view this from the public's perspective? Is is well, is our vision yeah. being blurred by the, this obsession, or is it because we've kept our eyes off the ball and this has been going on all along? No, I think uh, it has escalated, and that's why there is so much concern. I think little by little, people's perceptions. Uh, have, uh, in, have people have come to realise uh, what has been happening, and I don't think it was in place under the Mbeki regime. You didn't have the extent of uh, 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 proclivity towards corrupt practices and grabbing whatever you could uh, while the going was good uh, by certain connected individuals, and it's uh, it's basically the uh, opposition to that practice that is now highlighting the role that the auditing firms should be playing in preventing such practices. But then there are those who'd argue what you've just said, that during the Mbegu regime there wasn't such a proclivity towards corruption, that that too is a perception. And what I'm asking is how do we, as South Africans, just cut through this whole perception that seems to be driving a lot of actions and making sure that we stay true to whatever objectives some of these institutions have been set up for, whether we're talking about public or private accountability? Unfortunately, it does appear as if uh, in certain professions money has come far too easily and has been accessed far too easily. And the more easily it is accessed, the greater the uh, temptation, uh, the the build-up of greed. And uh, I think that is what we're seeing throughout society, the beneficiaries of that easy money and and those who should be trying to highlight uh, the problems associated with that has gone down the tubes. And, uh, you know, people have just lost control of it. And, you know, it's not entirely a South African phenomenon. It's a global phenomenon. That's why um, I I do agree with the Reserve Bank governor when he said that this thing could could escalate into a global thing if we're not careful, is because central banks around the world have added so much liquidity into the global economy over the last eight years that those dealing in financial assets have found money quite easy to come by at the expense, of course, of the man in the street who has not had the same benefit. And this is part of the whole narrative of rising inequality around the world. The trouble in South Africa is because of our historical legacies of inequality and apartheid, uh, it somehow rings a a lot harder than it does and more loudly than it does in many other countries in the world. But it does exist elsewhere as well. Thank you. It has been escalating. Thank you so much for speaking to us.